0: Hey all you Unsolved Mysteries, welcome back to Marley Ramon's Madman House of the Dead podcast. Thanks for joining us again this week. I tell you what, by the time you hear this though, summer's going to be in just about full swing. Today, as I'm recording, this is actually over the the Memorial Day weekend, and and it's been quite a weekend actually. Um, Friday night started off, went to see a tribute band called Geezer. They are all things Green Day and Weezer. They actually practically played two sets the whole first set was all Green Day. The second set was all Weezer. And then an encore of some other 90 sets. It was, it was a good show. Check them out. And then uh, rolling into Saturday, the Starts Bangler and I were able to catch the Western New York Toy Show and found some pretty sweet scores there. Speaking of the Starts Bangler, this guy is not only the finest podcast wrestling luchador in the business, uh He's an outstanding producer, and I tell you what, he lined up this week's sponsor. I didn't think he could do it, but he, he made it happen. As a matter of fact, this week's episode is brought to you by the Amish Powerball Jackpot. That's right, folks, I said the Amish Powerball Jackpot, where this week it is up to two dozen eggs. So check it out. Uh, thanks for all the folks uh, over there. So, again, hit the uh, the Toy Show, score some sweet finds. And then uh, just been putting in some miles on the pavement, getting some good run-ins. The weather was just runs in. The weather was on point. Uh, the tunes were just right. Got to crank some Rage today, some Attic 39, some Weird Al Pocas. The MP3 player, you put it on random, you get what you get. And typically, it's money. I tell you what, though, I caught, uh, I caught a glimpse of myself, a reflection in some windows, if you will. And uh, the belly was definitely bigger than I remember. Um, not sure why that is. I, I stopped the alcohol intake, so what's the deal? Oh, I know what the deal is. Because I've replaced it with ice cream. Yeah, I'm like talking like two bowls a night kind of guy, so I need to pump the brakes a little bit. I might need to to, to lay off the ice cream for for a little while because um, yeah, it's bogus. However, let me tell you, I. By the time you're listening to this, like, like I said, it's it's probably middle of June-ish, maybe even early July. I've got a few episodes already recorded, but uh, the sooner we can get through summer, the better. Because once June goes by, that means July is right next. And then you know what happens after July? You guessed it, August. The best part about August, you might as well consider that like early fall. Because the Halloween merch is on the shelves, and the fact that I'm talking about it now is getting me all sorts of excited, because other people call it Halloween decorations. I just call them decorations, right? Halloween is the best. The sooner we can get closer to spooky season, the better. And then, of course, while we're knee-deep in it, you just got to soak in every minute. So this week's episode is pretty fun, as they all are, because I say that every single time. But I am going to talk about two different pieces that I did. Both of them are original works uh, from scratch, from a blank canvas board to what I call uh, far from masterpieces, but they were uh, enjoyable to do and I think you'll probably get a kick out of them. They tie together in a way and you'll probably be able to figure it out. It's not obvious and in your face, although I wouldn't necessarily mind if if some of it was in my face, but you'll see what I mean. So why don't we get to it? The first piece that we have for you today is called Paint Me Like One of Your Dream Girls. And this is inspired by Titanic. You're probably thinking, really? This guy? Titanic? Believe it or not, it's, it's a good film. There are good scenes specifically this scene. So, it's a it's a piece that's inspired by the scene where Jack and Rose are off doing stuff and things on the Titanic and it gets to a point where she wants her to draw him. She says to draw me like one of your French girls, Jack. So, she lays on the couch topless, if I remember right, maybe she was fully naked, I don't know, you'd think I'd remember details like that, but she was definitely topless, I do remember that much, and um, lo and behold, okay, Jack, my eyes are up here, thank you, Uh, this piece, however, is not topless, and it is not naked, uh, but it is very much inspired by And instead of Rose on the couch, and instead of being a drawing, this is an acrylic and sharpie mixed media on 11 by 14 canvas board, originally finished on 13 November of 21. So like I said, it's not Rose. Who's on the couch, you ask? Why, it's none other than Frederick Kruger. Yes, Freddy Kruger, the man of your dreams, the man of all of our dreams, He's the gem. He is actually on the couch. Uh, The couch itself is uh, various shades of blue. And he's just laying there in the same pose, looking into your eyes, wearing his ever-festive red and green striped sweater with a little bit of a dirty pants on. Because they're dirty because he works in a boiler room. Uh, He's got one arm over his head kind of just sprawled out, much like Rose did. And then he's got his famous uh, knived glove kind of pointing one of those over-exaggerated knife points, fingers in the air. And then the background is very much just a very neutral uh, browns and kind of creams there where it has a center of light in the middle where you can see the focus, and then very crudely written in Sharpie says, "Paint me like one of your dream girls." And the words are very much what appear to be handwritten with dripping stuff from them. And around the entire scene, you've got the use of dots, as I like to use, all over the place. Under the word dream is like a slash, and then that too is dripping. And then, uh, yeah, that's the piece. So I painted it with acrylic. I Obviously, I, I drew it out in pencil first. Kind of got the, the form and the, the layout the way that I wanted it to. And then um, just a, a basic acrylic painting. I, I probably did this in, over the course of a couple of days. Um, like I said, it was... November of 21. At the time, I was listening to LAX's, Haley Williams, Baby Metal, Harley Poe, Guar, some Paramore. And I don't know where it came from. I don't know what made me decide to do it. I just thought it was kind of funny. It just it kind of worked out that way. I don't know. Uh, I love it when I can take a piece like this and do a little bit of parody. Uh, you see it done a lot on comic book covers, where artists will recycle the same like layout of very classic and well-known iconic covers, and will do them over and over and over again with different characters, with different themes, um, almost like a nod or a tribute to the original. But using whatever is current or whatever is relevant at the time. And so to me, this kind of represents that a little bit. I actually did a huge canvas piece. It's one of my favorite pieces ever that, uh, mimics a classic, uh, Spider-Man scene, but I used, uh, some misfits imagery. That's absolutely going to be a future episode. And we'll talk about that downrange a little bit, but I thought you would get a kick out of this. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a fun piece to work on. It, I, it's one of those pieces where as I was doing it, I was kind of laughing the whole time because it was just like, this is ridiculous, but I love it. And a lot of bold black line work with the Sharpie because I'd like to paint the image itself and then kind of cartoonize it a little bit with some really thick, dark lines. So if you were to just look at the paint itself, it appears to be somewhat... Uh, I wouldn't say realistic, but it was, it would have like a natural-type coloring to it, a natural-type uh, use of shades and, and tints and various uh, layers with, with some depth and some texture. But then when I add the bold black line work over top of it, I'm able to add some comic book elements to it, and it's just kind of fun. So yeah, there's old Fredward right there for you. The second piece of this week's episode is also another original piece, Done on canvas board, 11 by 14, mixed media with acrylic paint and paint pens. This one was completed on 4 February of 23 and is is titled Wonder Bra. This was a a piece that I did because I wanted to try out a technique that I had seen. Uh, I've mentioned before on the show how I really enjoy watching other artists do various reels and so forth where... They capture them doing works in progress, and while I enjoy watching them, I don't know I would enjoy making them the same way. So until further notice, I'm just going to continue to do my thing and then talk about it. So this one is is a glitch technique, and what I did was I painted the board with a basic white acrylic, uh, just a foundation. Prior to painting it, actually, I I sketched out what I wanted to draw, uh, what I wanted the piece to be, which is Wonder Woman. And then I painted over the pencil, and then I used the blue and red paint pens in order to create the effect. And so what I did was I drew uh, an image of Wonder Woman pretty much kind of from her waist up and... Her arms are cropped out of the scene, so it's just kind of a very, kind of a, almost like a, a half close-up of, of her as the character. And then I used Influence from the classic Super Friends animated series, so it's done very much in that style. Uh, she has her tiara on, and she has her classic belt, and then from there on out, that's about it. Um... I don't know what was going on that day, but she forgot her shirt. Whatever, Um, it's cool with me. I'm not here to judge. I like boobs, so boobs are in the picture. She's topless. There, I said it. What are you gonna do? I said what I said. Anyways, what I did was, after I painted that white foundation, first I outlined everything in red. So I trimmed, trimmed, traced all of the line work that I'd already done with the red paint pen. Then on the opposite side, of the, of the marks, I used the blue paint pen, and then at that point, the image was exclusively just red and blue, as if you would see something from an old print with the use of the classic red and blue 3D glasses. So once I had that established, then I added the glitch lines. And what I mean by that was, there are a series of horizontal red and blue, like little half-inch little lines all over the piece. And It gives the appearance as if like the image is glitching. I'm using air quotes But that's kind of the technique and so I use that but then I also used a white paint pen To distort some of the lines, so it almost looks like in place of where there is a glitch mark That's where it has jetted out from the original line work And so it it provides that image. I think it was successful. I tried it once before on a different piece and instead of using paint pens, I use just markers. And over time, they've they've started to fade, and it kind of loses its its effect. I liked it at first. I really enjoyed it at first, and it was a, a different subject, also a, a, an animated series. And I, I think I may want to go back and revisit it. But I, it was it was fun to work on because there's no significant shading. It's all line work. And then around her, on one side. On her right side I kind of traced the outline of the the silhouette of her overall shape and just kind of use that as a pattern going off up into the corner so it's almost like a like a bubbly um, pulsating line around her alternating blues and reds all the way up through the corner same thing on the uh, below uh, bottom half of the piece Has the same type of technique from under her arm into the corner, and then on the other side of her, on her left hand side, I just had some kind of protruding lines to indicate some sort of like a a beam of sorts, uh, some sort of just uh, motion. And then, of course, once again, I use dots everywhere, all over the place. I think on this piece, they're less noticeable because there's so much going on, there's a lot of. Activity in terms of the glitches themselves. I've got very subtle details That are not glitched and they're not necessarily part of the overall line work and they're not necessarily Shading but I've gotten some areas especially like around the eyes where I use the white paint pen to kind of just accent some certain areas then some eyelids on the eyeball itself um, even like around her chin and yeah, that's kind of kind of what the deal was. Um, you know, if, if you don't feel comfortable with the fact that she's topless, maybe she's not. Like I said, art's a matter of opinion, right? It's a matter of interpretation. Even though I'm telling you, I know a guy. I'm pretty sure she is. But if it makes you feel better, I don't know. Maybe she's got some, like, Target-themed pasties on. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say they're probably not. But... You know, use your best judgment. Honey badger don't care. Uh, <laughs> at the time, I was listening to uh, Motion City soundtrack. DJ Cumberbun, this guy, check him out. He he mixes a ton of stuff, uh, lots of mashups, and he always uses Macho Man Randy Savage in his mix somewhere in some way, shape, or form. He's got tons and tons of stuff out there. I came across him by accident one day, and I'm I'm hooked. He's he's pretty fun. Uh, Evelyn's casket and motorhead. So just a handful of variety, nothing crazy, the huge, And yeah, that's, uh, that's wonder bra or lack thereof. So head over to the Facebook page and check it out. Hell, make it your wallpaper. Get real froggy. You know, I never said it was safe for work. But uh, yeah, so yeah, there you have it. Do you see how they connect? I told you before that the pieces were going to connect somehow. Maybe the pieces themselves aren't exactly connecting, but maybe the influence does. Mm hmm Okay, folks, thank you for joining again this week. Art is a powerful thing, and I appreciate your willingness to hear my stories. And if you keep listening, I'll keep talking. I urge you to do what makes you happy and never accept anyone that treats you less than. Have the courage to be you and try things on. Besides, every day is Halloween. Special thanks to our friends at Pecan Pie and Subsonic Voodoo for providing these epic musical selections. To see these works as discussed, follow on Facebook at Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast page, or on Instagram at MRMMHOD. You can find this podcast on most major streaming platforms. And most importantly, if there's one thing that you take away from this stupid little podcast, it's to remember that you are not alone, ever. Dial 988 for the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline or Veterans Crisis Line, also 988, then press 1 or text to 838-255. Until next time, be creative and go tell someone you love them.